welcome to Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby, a podcast brought to you by the Tennessee Initiative for Perinatal Quality Care. TIPQC exists to improve health outcomes for mothers and infants in Tennessee through our quality collaborative that will identify opportunities to optimize maternal and infant outcomes across our state and is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. The Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby podcast is designed for medical professionals and for patients and families across the state. We will focus on all aspects of the perinatal period with special attention to reducing our maternal mortality rate. This podcast is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance in Maternal Health. Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee podcast, brought to you by the Tennessee Initiative for Perinatal Quality Care. My name is Dr. Danielle Tate. I am the current maternal medical director elect. I have the pleasure of sitting with our current TIPQC medical director, Dr. Jessica Young. Welcome, Dr. Young. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Great to have you. And I appreciate your time. And today we are going to just spend a few minutes talking about your role these past two years as the maternal medical director. For those listening in who may not be as familiar, could you please just give us a quick overview of the role of the maternal medical director for TIPQC? Sure. So as probably most people know, TIPQC is our state perinatal quality collaborative, really charged with improving the care for moms and babies in the state of Tennessee in the perinatal period. And the maternal medical director is charged with overseeing all the maternal projects and being a liaison to the infant arm of the quality collaborative and also working with teams from hospitals throughout the state to help them advance their quality initiatives. Great. Sounds like a very much so involved job. And I'm sure it's one of your very many hats that you wear. Uh, I know you're located in Nashville. Can you talk about a little bit more as well, the work that you do in Nashville with Vanderbilt? Sure. Yeah, I am an obstetrician gynecologist and I am on faculty at Vanderbilt and I am the medical director of the Firefly program, which is a program that incorporates substance use disorder treatment with pregnancy and postpartum care. So that's the clinical hat that I wear and working with TIPQC has really been a exciting journey. And for me, really started with work on the long acting reversible contraception statewide project. And my next TIPQC activity was as the maternal lead for the opioid use disorder and pregnancy project. And it was during that project that I became maternal medical director of TIPQC. Well, great. A lot of amazing work that you've done in two short years. I do, if you don't mind, would like for you to just expand more on your accomplishments in the role. I know you're being very humble for us right now, but I definitely want to highlight all the great work you've done. Well, I, I wouldn't say that they were my accomplishments at all. I think that they, TIPQC is 
a real team sport and requires a lot of people doing a lot of hard work. So I think that that's really important to acknowledge. During my time as maternal medical director, we spent a lot of those two years working on our opioid use disorder and pregnancy project, as well as the opioid exposed newborn project. And that project was so massive that we had both a wave one and a wave two of the project. It was the first TIPQC project that combined a maternal and infant topic. So it was the first that really had both maternal and infant teams at institutions working on the same project. And then for wave two, it was the first TIPQC project where the teams were completely combined, where the institutional teams were made up of both maternal and infant collaborators. And so I think that's really exciting because often in medicine, we work in silos and we work together, but sometimes it's really hard to get out of that mindset that we just work in our own little bubble. And so I think that was something that was really good that came out of the OUD OEM projects. And we have another collaborative project that has just started optimal cord clamping, and that's another combined maternal infant project. So I really see these combined maternal infant projects as being something that continues to happen in TIPQC, which I think is really great. Another thing that TIPQC really started to focus on in the past two years was the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion in maternal and perinatal quality care and committing to include issues of diversity and health equity into every project. And I think that's been really important and an important addition to the work that TIPQC does. We started these podcasts in the past two years. And so that's been something I think that has elevated the profile of the organization and been a way to communicate with people in the state that are interested in these topics around maternal and neonatal infant health. We also had a speakers bureau. <laughs> There's so many that has been a new thing for TIPQC that is a great opportunity and something that I hope continues and has really done a number of things. I think it's helped us improve the quality of our presentations. And we all went through training on how to be effective speakers and to make our PowerPoints more impactful. And through that, had the opportunity to record several presentations that are available on our website. And I think our website is a great resource for people from throughout the state, but then also people nationally and internationally, there are a lot of great lectures that are available for CME content. So I would say those are kind of the big things that has been different that we've done over the past two years. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. Definitely so. And just speaking to two definite areas where the conversation could become very uncomfortable as providers, right? Speaking around opioid use disorder and disparities, something we all recognize is definitely needed to be at the forefront, but also oftentimes people shy away because it's good. Definitely. And so I appreciate your work in that and pushing that to the forefront for the state. 
as well as these new and inventive ways of unifying us as healthcare providers across the state. The podcast is absolutely an amazing way to get out information and you have done such a great job with the podcast over the past year. So as you exit this role and finish your tenure here, what do you see as being part of your legacy as a TIPQC leader? And we hope that you continue on in the organization in some way, but in this role specifically. Well, I hope that my legacy has to do with promoting mental health in all forms around maternal health. We know that mental health, including substance use disorder, plays a huge role in maternal mortality in Tennessee. And if we can just do whatever we can to reduce stigma around mental health, around behavioral health, around substance use disorder, around postpartum and perinatal depression and anxiety disorders. I think that is something that will impact people who can get pregnant throughout the state and as well as providers. I think recognizing the importance of mental health and wellness for our providers also. COVID has been a huge challenge for us as medical professionals. It's obviously, I mean, it's been a challenge for everybody, but I think that I will feel like I've done a good job (laughs) if that aspect of our health is incorporated in a lot of our projects going forward. And really the understanding that stigma, whether that is around mental health, whether it's around substance use, whether it's around poverty, regardless, whether it's just bias in any form, how that impacts our patients, how that impacts our ability to take care of people. No true words. You mentioned COVID and the pandemic and just everything that was brought about with that in the past two years. Can you speak a little to sitting in the role as a state leader in the midst of a pandemic and trying to continue with great quality work? What was that experience like? You know, COVID has been really a challenge (laughs) and hard. It's been hard for, and I think that no industry has been left untouched, but particularly hard in a healthcare sphere. And I think what COVID did is required us to really pivot and address the content needs and the quality needs that having a new infectious disease (laughs) sweeping the nation, how like that required a lot of flexibility because we needed to address that, but the guidelines were really getting created, kind of the plane was getting built as we were flying essentially. And so I think that was a challenge. And then also just practically and logistically, people were and are stretched very thin because of COVID, because of people getting sick, because of people leaving healthcare, because of a variety of things, short staffing, all sorts of things. And I think that makes it really challenging for institutions to work on new quality initiatives that require increased resources that require people to be going through charts and collecting data. I think all of that is hard 
in a pandemic situation where people are being pulled to staff their labor and delivery unit and their, their NICU and their newborn nursery and all those things. Like, of course we have to, we could not proceed without being mindful of that. And we had to adjust what our plans were and what our goals and expectations were in some ways. And I think the other part of that is that it made it very difficult for us to gather in person. And a lot of what TIPQC had done previously were in-person meetings for annual meeting, but also in-person gatherings for each of our individual projects. We would do quarterly in-person learning sessions, which for the OUD and OEN project, we were able to do that at the beginning, some in-person learning sessions. And those were really powerful and I think really helped get people really excited. And I think it's a challenge when everything's virtual and online. I think it's harder to engage with people. And I think that will be a challenge going forward, I anticipate, is how do we get people engaging and inspired and committed so that they will return to their institution and do that hard quality work that is really so important and is essential. So very true. And I do think resilience and dedication are probably not even the greatest words to describe the teams across the state that pressed yes. on and did the work and did such a great job in the time of a pandemic. And we owe that partly to your great leadership. You were always there, so committed and dedicated, always a calming presence in the midst of everything going on. So we do appreciate just your presence and your leadership through everything and keeping that momentum and motivation going throughout the state. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Is there anything you can speak to as far as opportunities you were not expecting to have or to come about in this role as the maternal medical director? Well, I think that the opportunities that came about that were unexpected were often due to organizations like the CDC or the Department of Health or nationally through AIM, the um, Alliance for Innovation and Maternal Care, having initiatives or grants or funding opportunities that allowed us to really pursue some of these goals in different ways, like the podcasts, those things came out of that. I think that really speaks to TIPQC and just the dynamic leadership that we have, that we are have the capability of pivoting to take advantage of opportunities that came along. Like for example, one of the projects that we have done in the past two years is the hypertensive disorders and pregnancy project, which you were the leader of with Dr. Connie Graves and having partnering with the Preeclampsia Foundation to provide blood pressure cuffs to give to patients for our hospitals and, and that were participating. I mean, I think that's an example of unexpected opportunities that we didn't anticipate initially would be something that was available, but it came about and through the dedication of our TIPQC leadership for our project directors like you and Dr. Graves, we were really able to get those blood pressure cuffs to our state and distribute it. So I think that's an example of it. 
Absolutely, that was a great and very unexpected opportunity as well as the opportunity that we thought would not be embraced as well as it was. To consider home care for an OB patient was pretty notable yeah. in the midst of a pandemic. I would like to hear before we wrap up what your goals are as you take on the helm of maternal medical director. Absolutely. Well, definitely goal number one is to continue the great care. Listening to you, we share a lot of personal goals for the organization moving into the realm of mental health awareness and establishing those systems that will help not only the patients, but the people who provide the great care for them. I'm making sure we're staying in line with what the pulse of the care of the country is. Where is the focus? Making sure that TIPQC stays right in line with the maternal mortality talks, with those key areas that are involving that, the rates of that, and hoping to make an impact that will be a positive one to draw down the numbers that we see in the state. I do love pushing forward the unified nature of things, getting all the providers in even a virtual room so that we're all on the same page across the state. Even though I know we're a long state, we can still be unified as well. And just really taking, as you did, every opportunity to get the word out about the importance of quality work and how it can be actually very fulfilling and fun. And the most important that we both know, the impact is usually seen readily right away, um, unlike bench work and other projects, which may take years to get even a smidgen of significance mm. out of what you're doing. So I'm very excited to sit in this role. I know I have very, very big shoes to fill, and I appreciate the collaboration of working with you over the past year. So I will throw the question, the final one back to you to say, what advice, if any, you would give to myself and future maternal medical directors to follow as we take on this role and following your footsteps? My advice would be to listen to the teams, to get feedback from what's working, what's not working with them, because the people on the ground, like they know what's feasible, they know what's not feasible. And I, th I think it can be easy for us as people who have done research in the past and, and, and have that kind of mindset to want to collect all the data and get all the elements. And I think often the most impactful quality work is the work that can be completed. <laughs> and, and, and so I think that that is super important. So listening. And then I also think that understanding how the data can be collected is super important and not something that I really realized the importance of when we were starting this work with the OUD project and having, creating projects that are one, attainable goals, but two, have things that have already been measured. <laughs> so you know really how to make a smart goal, smart aim, I think is super important. It's amazing advice. And I know we can talk for hours and hours. We could. <laughs> we will go ahead and wrap things up. And I, again, really appreciate your time, even more appreciate your leadership over the past two years. And I'm excited to hear that you won't be leaving us, but just continuing the organization in different aspects because we definitely need your time and talents around for the future to come. And I thank everyone for joining us today in this podcast. Have a great afternoon.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby presented by TipQC. TipQC is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance in Maternal Health. Do you have ideas for a future guest or topic or even have a question you'd like answered on upcoming episodes? Visit www.tipqc.org and click on podcast to submit suggestions and questions to our podcast team. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to be the first to know when new episodes are available and find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to stay in the loop with our active projects and other relevant news relating to perinatal health in Tennessee.